Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to another episode of the Innocence Redeemed podcast. This was another unplanned podcast. Um, still working on my refining. Um, having a little bit of difficulty behind the scenes with that one because I'm looking for some sermons, but um, I've got some other ideas in the works, so I'll see what happens with that. No doubt in the last 24, 48 hours, you guys see all the stuff happening with Russia and Ukraine. And I, I, I was looking at some news items last night, um, today being the 24th, so it was the 23rd, last night. And I was asked about Gog and Magog. Do you think that this is Gog and Magog? I cannot be certain when Gog and Magog comes into play. I cannot be certain exactly of the hook in the jaw scenario. Is it possible that the United States and others are getting baited to react on this? Yes. I can't deny that. And not only can I not deny that, I believe a lot of it's deliberate. Because when this new administration came in, the first thing they did was cut military expenditures. Not to mention that they told many active men and women that if they didn't get vaccinated, they would be discharged. And they've been purging Christians from the military. So I'll just say on that front that a nation that is so wicked that it does that, you can rest assured that judgment is coming. Now, why do I think the time is not yet? Not exactly yet. I'm not saying it's not near. I'm just saying I don't believe it's yet. I want people to remember Matthew 24, what Jesus said. Starting on verse 6, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. I want you all to note kingdom against kingdom. And why is that important? Because everything that's been getting set up has been dividing this country. And as you know, a divided house cannot stand. You've got to remember that before all these things happen, there has to be conflict within the U.S. And so what you should be watching for right now is signs of that. And this is why I've said, be careful of the baiting. And be careful of what you're taking part in. Because it's all a setup to kick this off. Dmitry Dudeman had a prophecy given to him. And he said, one of the things he said was, that before the war began, there would be conflict within the United States, that the government would be busy with its own affairs. And I'm going to read that prophecy to you. Dmitry Dudeman was a Romanian native who came to America and founded the Hand of Help Ministries. He received many visions and dreams during his life. He went home to be with the Lord in May of 1997. The vision shared below is just one of many that Demetri Dudeman received. A complete list of his prophecies are available on the Hand of Help website, including the transcript of each one. Also included there are the prophetic words received by his grandson, Michael Boldea. Now, this is quoting his vision. Dimitri says, I prayed, then went to bed. I was still awake when suddenly I heard a trumpet sound. A voice cried out to me, stand. In my vision, I was in America. I walked out of my home and began to look for the one who had spoken to me. As I looked, I saw three men dressed alike. Two of the men carried weapons. One of the armed men came to me. 
I woke you to show you what is to come, he said. Come with me. I didn't know where I was being taken, but when we reached a certain place, he said, Stop here. A pair of binoculars was handed to me, and I was told to look through them. Stand there, don't move, and look, he continued. You will see what they are saying, and what they are preparing for America. <laughs> Many rounds is texting me while I'm... Sorry, guys. I need to see if I can get him on for commentary. A pair of binoculars was handed to me, and I was told to look through them. Stand there, don't move, and look, he continued. You will see what they are saying, and what they are preparing for America. As I was looking, I saw a great light. A dark cloud appeared over it. I saw the president of Russia, a short, chubby man, who said he was the president of China, and two others. The last two also said where they were from, but I did not understand. However, I gathered they were part of Russian-controlled territory. The men stepped out of the cloud. The Russian president began to speak to the Chinese one. I will give you the land with all the people, but you must free Taiwan of the Americans. Do not fear, we will attack them from behind. A voice said to me, Watch where the Russians penetrate America. I saw these words being written, Alaska, Minnesota, Florida. Then the man spoke again. When America goes to war with China, the Russians will strike without warning. The two other presidents spoke. We too will fight for you. Each had a place already planned as a point of attack. All of them shook hands and hugged. Then they all signed a contract. Did you notice recently, guys, that um, Russia and China just agreed to work together? But going on in the prophecy, one of them said, we're sure that Korea and Cuba will be on our side too. Without a doubt, together we can destroy America. The president of Russia began to speak insistently. Why let ourselves be led by the Americans? Why not rule the world ourselves? They have to be kicked out of Europe too. Then I could do as I please with Europe. The man standing, and that's why everything that's happening right now, by the way, is important. Because it's likely going to come where the United States will have to withdraw. They may or may not. We have to look at who's controlling things, where we're concerned militarily. And they're supposed to give, by the time I'm done putting this up, they're supposed to be speaking about that today, as a matter of fact. So we'll find out what happens. You know, but that's what comments are for, so everybody can chime in. But going on in the prophecy, the man standing behind me asked, This is what you saw. They act as friends and say they respect the treaties made together. But everything I've shown you is how it will really happen. You must tell them what is being planned against America. Then, when it comes to pass, the people will remember the words the Lord has spoken. You remember in the Integrity Podcast, folks, I also said that uh, you'll remember what you're being told? It's because you will. This is why, you know, people better stop playing around and get right. You know, going on in the prophecy, Dimitri asked, Who are you? I am the protector of America. America's sin has reached God. He will allow this destruction, for he can no longer stand such wickedness. God, however, still has people that worship him with a clean heart as they do his work. He has prepared a heavenly army to save these people. Amen. As I looked, a great army, well-armed and dressed in white, appeared before me. Do you see that? the man asked. This army will go to battle to save my chosen ones. Then the difference between the godly and the ungodly will be evident. Now, that's only part 
of that prophecy that he got. The first one he was given was in September 1984. And it goes like this. Late one night, I could not sleep. The children were sleeping on the luggage. My wife and daughter were crying. I went outside and walked around. I didn't want them to see me cry. I walked around the building crying and saying, God, why did you punish me? Why did you bring me into this country? I can't understand anybody. If I try to ask anybody anything, all I hear is, I don't know. I stopped in front of the apartment and sat on a large rock. Suddenly, a bright light came toward me. I jumped to my feet because it looked as if a car was coming directly at me, attempting to run me down. I thought the Romanian secret police had tracked me to America, and now they were trying to kill me. But it wasn't a car at all. As the light approached, it surrounded me. From the light, I heard the same voice that I had heard so many times in prison. He said, Dimitri, why are you so despaired? I said, why did you punish me? Why did you bring me to this country? I have nowhere to lay my head down. I can't understand anybody. He said, Dimitri, didn't I tell you I am here with you also? I brought you to this country because this country will burn. I said, then why did you bring me here to burn? Why didn't you let me die in my own country? You should have let me die in jail in Romania. He said, Dimitri, have patience so I can tell you. Get on this. I got on something next to him. I don't know what it was. I also know that I was not asleep. It was not a dream. It was not a vision. I was awake just as I am now. He showed me all of California and said, This is Sodom and Gomorrah. All of this, in one day, it will burn. Its sin has reached the Holy One. Then he took me to Las Vegas. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day, it will burn. Then he showed me the state of New York. Do you know what this is? He asked. I said, No. He said, This is New York. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day, it will burn. Then he showed me all of Florida. This is Florida, he said. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day, it will burn. Then he took me back home, to the rock where we had begun. All of this I have shown you. In one day, it will burn. I said, how will it burn? He said, remember what I am telling you, because you will go on television, on the radio, and in churches. You must yell with a loud voice, do not be afraid, because I will be with you. I said, how will I be able to go? Who knows me here in America? I don't know anybody here. He said, don't worry yourself. I will go before you. I will do a lot of healing in the American churches, and I will open these doors for you. But do not say anything else besides what I tell you. This country will burn. I said, what will you do with the church? He said, I want to save the church, but the churches have forsaken me. I said, how did they forsake you? He said, the people praise themselves. The honor that the people are supposed to give Jesus Christ, they take upon themselves. In the churches, there are divorces. There is adultery in the churches. There are homosexuals in the churches. There is abortion in the churches. And all other sins that are possible. Because of the sin, I have left some of the churches. You must yell in a loud voice that they must put an end to their sinning. They must turn toward the Lord. The Lord never gets tired of forgiving. They must draw close to the Lord and live a clean life. And just to interject, folks, this is what I tell you all the time in every podcast, almost every other podcast I do. I'm like, you need to get right with him. And this is why I've spoken out about, you know, mainstream churches, not they're sugarcoating things. They're not speaking out enough on these things. But to go on, if they have sinned until now, 
they must put an end to it and start a new life as the Bible tells them to live. And I'm going to be getting into that more, guys, when I get into the refining and why it's happening. Because part of that is so that you will learn to live for the Lord and live in his ways. But going on, I said, how will America burn? America is the most powerful country in this world. Why did you bring us here to burn? Why didn't you at least let us die where all the Budamans have died? Remember this, Dimitri. The Russian spies have discovered where all the nuclear warehouses are in America. When the Americans will think that it is peace and safety from the middle of the country, some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then, from the ocean, from Cuba, Nicaragua, Mexico, and in parentheses, he told me two other countries, but I didn't remember what they were, they will bomb the nuclear storehouses. When they explode, America will burn. Dimitri asked, What will you do with the church of the Lord? How will you save the ones that will turn toward you? He said, Tell them this, how I saved the three young ones from the furnace of fire, and how I saved Daniel in the lion's den, is the same way I will save them. The angel of the Lord also told me, I have blessed this country because of the Jewish people who are in this country. I have seven million Jews in this country, but they do not want to recognize the Lord. They want to thank God for the blessings they received in this country. Israel does not want to recognize Jesus Christ. They put their faith in the Jewish people in America. But when America burns... The Lord will raise China, Japan, and other nations to go against the Russians. They will beat the Russians and push them all the way to the gates of Paris. Over there, they will make a treaty and appoint the Russians as their leaders. They will then unite against Israel. When Israel realizes she does not have the strength of America behind her, she will be frightened. That's when she will turn to the Messiah for deliverance. That's when the Messiah will come. That's when the church will meet Jesus in the air and he will bring them back with him to the Mount of Olives. At that time, the Battle of Armageddon will be fought. When I heard all of this, Dimitri said, If you are truly the angel of the Lord, and everything you have told me is true, then all you have said must be written in the Bible. He said, Tell everyone to read from Jeremiah 8-15, through 15, Revelation chapter 18, and Zechariah chapter 14, where Christ fights against those who possess the earth. After his victory, the angel said, there will be one flock and one shepherd. There will be no need for light. The Lamb of God will be the light. There will be no sickness, no tears, and no deaths. There will only be eternal joy, and God will be the ruler. There will be one language, only one song, and no need for a translator. And Dimitri, he continued, a word of warning. If you keep anything from the American people that you are told, I will punish you severely. How will I know that this is for real, that it will really happen, I asked. As a sign that I have spoken to you, tomorrow before you awake, I will send someone to bring you a bed, and at noon I will send you a car and a bucket of honey, after which I will send someone to pay your rent. And by the way, all those things happen. It doesn't go into that here in this, um, where I'm reading from this site, but all those things happen for Dimitri right after, exactly as it was said to him that would. So, you know, understand that there's things that are leading up, the divisions taking place as it is right now, and you have to also remember that we have not seen 
the AC person come into play where he's going to persecute God's people. That has not happened yet. The pressure everyone is feeling is the birth pains. Going back to Matthew 24, remember verse 8. But all of this is only the first of birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. So in order for that to happen, something has to happen first. And there has to be a falling away. But before that, I believe there are going to be events that happen that will cause people to make a choice. They will run to Jesus or they're going to run away from him. There is a revival taking place right now. There is people who see what's going on. Consider it, in a way, a blessing that you see everything that is going on right now. Because perhaps if people are, you know, in fear enough, they will run to the Lord. You know, he is going to send a warning shot. I've had discussions with people. Well, how does the Lord expect people to come to him if, uh, you know, he's allowing the country to be bombed and people are panicking? They're not going to be thinking about that. I'm like, on the contrary, maybe those things have to happen in order for people to come to him. Because as long as nothing's going on, people continue to just do whatever they want. You know, again, you know, I mentioned this in the Fear podcast and I had mentioned it a few times before. They're putting their priorities in the wrong places. The other night, I don't know how to quite tell you all this. The other night, I was in prayer. And I heard, man of peace. What that says to me is it is soon. I don't exactly know how they're going to do this, but I do believe there is a switch around going on. And I do believe out of these things that are going on, that switch is taking place, and it has something to do with it. When you go on in Matthew 24, verse 15, the day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about, the sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing in the holy place. Now, pay attention, verse 16, then those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and nursing mothers in those days. Pray that your flight not be in the winter or on the Sabbath, for there will be greater anguish than at any time since the world began, and it will never be so great again. In fact, unless that time of calamity is shortened, not a single person will survive, but it will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. And they're going to try to stage false appearances of the Lord. So it's written, then if anyone tells you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it, or they're going to bring on their Antichrist figure, the man of lawlessness, who claims to be the man of peace, that's what it was referred to, then they're going to tell people that's who they need to run to. They're gonna, you know, People who are lost, they're not going to understand. And everything up until now has been a conditioning. You know, the way AI is going, all of it, all of it's connected, folks. You know, verse 24, for false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. See, I have warned you about this ahead of time. So if someone tells you, look, the messiah is out in the desert, don't bother to go and look. Or look, he is hiding here, don't believe it. For as the lightning flashes in the east and shines to the west, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. 
Just as the gathering of vultures shows, there is a carcass nearby, so these signs indicate the end is near. So, when you see the vultures circling, like you see now, when you see all these things happening, the earthquakes, the persecution, the wars and the rumors of wars, you know that it's getting ready to go down. But other things have to happen first. So remember, that's why Jesus said, yes, these things must happen, but the end is not yet. Do not panic. You also have to remember, the day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about, the sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing in the holy place. It is likely there will be a limited exchange of some sort. As to how it's going to play out, I'm not sure 100%. But also remember, with what I've spoken about, with the refining, with all of everything else I just read you from Matthew 24, if you look at Daniel 12, verse 10, many will be purified, cleansed, and refined by these trials, but the wicked will continue in their wickedness and none of them will understand. Only those who are wise will know what it means. From the time the daily sacrifice is stopped and the sacrilegious object that causes desecration is set up to be worshipped, there will be 1,290 days. And blessed are those who wait and remained until the end of the 1,335 days. As for you, go your way until the end. You will rest, and then at the end of days, you will rise again to receive the inheritance set aside for you. In other words, continue doing the Lord's will and abiding in him and getting his work done. Work while it is still light, while there is still a glimmer of light in this world. Because if you're getting caught up, like I said in the Fear Podcast, if you're getting caught up in everything, you're going to be focusing on that. Like, what's the next shoe to drop? What's going to happen next? And unfortunately, many are, have been living in their own little bubble up until all this, and now they're starting to panic. And that's another thing. You know, I was thinking about this this, this morning. And forgive me if I'm stumbling over my words a little bit, and or this is not exactly concise and all well put together, because I'm just kind of speaking it from what I've been thinking. You know, they're waiting until the very last minute. People are still are going to play as long as they can play. And when these things begin to happen, they're going to want crutches from everybody else who's been walking in the faith. And if you're doing that, if you're one of those people who have been doing that, you better take it seriously that you cannot do that because that is not going to help you in what comes. You cannot expect somebody else to carry your faith for you. Faith is an individual belief. You have to have the trust in Jesus Christ. It cannot be somebody else doing it for you. And then you're just expecting that person to take you by the hand because that ain't going to work when things are chaotic, okay? That person's going to have to have enough that they're going to be praying about and thinking about. You know, yes, there will be shows of mercy. But there are people out there the Lord has brought forth to speak of these things, to tell you now, to tell you ahead of time, just like he told us ahead of time. And if you choose not to do anything with it, that is not going to suit you well. Just like, you know, there's, he sends people forth to make preparations or teach people how to prepare. If you laugh it off and think, oh, well, you know, it's not going to matter. I can just run to Walmart every day and get what I need. No, a time's coming because depending on what happens... It's already been said, you know, all the stuff happening between Russia and Ukraine. Like I said, I don't know what's going to get announced today. All right. It's Friday morning. Um, I heard something last night that apparently the United States is supposed to make some sort of um, 
speech or address this whole situation going on with Ukraine and the supposed invasion. You see, guys, I'm not sure how much of this is really theater and how much of this is a distraction. It's almost as if it's a distraction from something else. And just like when the whole lockdowns began, I had this feeling that three other things were taking place. I have to wonder how much of this may be just hyperbole, where nothing's really going on. It's just being made to look and hyped more than it really is. You know, irregardless of what is actually going on, it doesn't matter because we are told to keep the oil in our lamps at all times and not to be caught sleeping because we simply do not know. You know, we can't be sitting around worrying about it constantly like, oh, what's going to happen next? And then, you know, if they announce, you know, hair trigger, oh, well, this is what we're going to do. Then everybody panics and runs to the store and cleans out the, the supermarket shelves. No, you know, you got to step back and logically think of things. And this is why it helps to know the word. You know, this is why I've talked before. You don't wait until the very last minute for this reason, because we simply live in a season where, like I've said before, everything's volatile and you need to be ready at all times, regardless of what's going on. Something may happen, something may not. But we know one thing, and that's that this country is facing judgment. You know, it's been declared. The Lord's declared it. In either case, you know, Oh, we're concerned about Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Oh, it's because of Ukraine you're going to pay higher gas prices. It's because of this you're going to have to pay this. It's because of this. The United States should have nothing to do with anything going over in Europe right now. That is not our business, and we shouldn't be poking the Russian bear and provoking them. That's just common sense. You're playing with fire. Nobody wants a nuclear war because nobody wins in a nuclear war, okay? You know, you want to talk about national security you know, of this country? Why aren't they securing the southern border? No. Maybe the, you know, maybe the, that's the thing. Maybe today the announcement won't be anything. Maybe it'll just be, you know, our woke administration running this country, giving our military pom-poms and cheerleading dresses. I mean, everything we were is being destroyed. It's being done away with. It's not recognizable. And all the while, people are saying, God bless America. God's not blessing this country. He's judging it. I'm going to play for you Jeremiah 51. Because judgment is going to fall. You know, this country has dismissed God. Many Western nations have. They think they don't need him. They think that they can just do whatever they want. They're more concerned about gender and gender studies and things that are ungodly. And the Lord's going to show them, you know, they're not, this is, this is not going to bode well, all right? That's why there is no political solution. This country has already been given over to judgment, and it's going to come sooner rather than later. Going back to the hook in the jaw, could any of these incidences be that? We could be getting looped up in something with uh, Ukraine and concerning Russia, and then suddenly China goes after Taiwan. You heard me read the prophecy Dimitri Dudeman spoke of back in the 80s. So it's important to consider that, but also consider the words of Jesus. Don't forget, yes, these things must happen, but the end is not yet. But I'll tell you what, when you have college professors and you have news media going around talking about civil war, they're trying to provoke that. And remember, Dimitri said, before we are attacked, the government would be busy dealing with internal affairs. Could that be the persecution? I mean, they've already made laws to go after 
conservatives, Christians, they're already banning free speech. This is not going to bode well for the traitors, the real traitors, because they're being promised security guarantees, but they're not going to have that. They may think they are, but they are forgetting God. They're forgetting one thing, and that's God. And that his will will be done. And the judgment will occur. But I'm going to play you Jeremiah 51, and you tell me if you think that this is uh, very pertinent as to what's going on. And I want you to remember, I want you to pay attention when it gets to around verse 25, when it says, Look, O mighty mountain, destroyer of the earth, I am your enemy, says the Lord. I will raise my fist against you to knock you down from the heights. When I am finished, you will be nothing but a heap of burnt rubble. You will be desolate forever. Even your stones will never again be used for building. You will be completely wiped out, says the Lord. I'm going to play all of Jeremiah 51. And you draw your own conclusions, and I'll come back after that. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 51. This is what the Lord says. I will stir up a destroyer against Babylon and the people of Babylonia. Foreigners will come and winnow her, blowing her away as chaff. They will come from every side to rise against her in her day of trouble. Don't let the archers put on their armor or draw their bows. Don't spare even her best soldiers. Let her army be completely destroyed. They will fall dead in the land of the Babylonians, slashed to death in her streets. For the Lord of heaven's armies has not abandoned Israel and Judah. He is still their God even though their land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel. Flee from Babylon. Save yourselves. Don't get trapped in her punishment. It is the Lord's time for vengeance. He will repay her in full. Babylon has been a gold cup in the Lord's hands, a cup that made the whole earth drunk. The nations drank Babylon's wine, and it drove them all mad. But suddenly Babylon, too, has fallen. Weep for her. Give her medicine. Perhaps she can yet be healed. We would have helped her if we could, but nothing can save her now. Let her go. Abandon her. Return now to your own land, for her punishment reaches to the heavens. It is so great it cannot be measured. The Lord has vindicated us. Come, let us announce in Jerusalem everything the Lord our God has done. Sharpen the arrows. Lift up the shields. For the Lord has inspired the kings of the Medes to march against Babylon and destroy her. This is his vengeance against those who desecrated his temple. Raise the battle flag against Babylon. Reinforce the guard and station the watchmen. Prepare an ambush, for the Lord will fulfill all his plans against Babylon. You are a city by a great river, a great center of commerce. But your end has come. The thread of your life is cut. The Lord of heaven's armies has taken this vow and has sworn to it by his own name. Your cities will be filled with enemies, like fields swarming with locusts, and they will shout in triumph over you. A hymn of praise to the Lord. The Lord made the earth by his power, and he preserves it by his wisdom. With his own understanding, he stretched out the heavens. When he speaks in the thunder, the heavens are filled with water. He causes the clouds to rise over the earth. He sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his storehouses. The whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. The craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make, for their carefully shaped works are a fraud. These idols have no breath or power. Idols are worthless 
They are ridiculous lies. On the day of reckoning, they will all be destroyed. But the God of Israel is no idol. He is the creator of everything that exists, including his people, his own special possession. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. Babylon's Great Punishment You are my battle axe and sword, says the Lord. With you I will shatter nations and destroy many kingdoms. With you I will shatter armies, destroying the horse and rider, the chariot and charioteer. With you I will shatter men and women, old people and children, young men and maidens. With you I will shatter shepherds and flocks, farmers and oxen, captains and officers. I will repay Babylon and the people of Babylonia, for all the wrong they have done to my people in Jerusalem, says the Lord. Look, O mighty mountain, destroyer of the earth, I am your enemy, says the Lord. I will raise my fist against you to knock you down from the heights. When I am finished, you will be nothing but a heap of burnt rubble. You will be desolate forever. Even your stones will never again be used for building. You will be completely wiped out, says the Lord. Raise a signal flag to the nations. Sound the battle cry. Mobilize them all against Babylon. Prepare them to fight against her. Bring out the armies of Ararat, Mini, and Ashkenaz. Appoint a commander and bring a multitude of horses like swarming locusts. Bring against her the armies of the nations led by the kings of the Medes and all their captains and officers. The earth trembles and writhes in pain, for everything the Lord has planned against Babylon stands unchanged. Babylon will be left desolate without a single inhabitant. Her mightiest warriors no longer fight. They stay in their barracks, their courage gone. They have become like women. The invaders have burned the houses and broken down the city gates. The news is passed from one runner to the next as the messengers hurry to tell the king that his city has been captured. All the escape routes are blocked. The marshes have been set aflame and the army is in a panic. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Babylon is like wheat on a threshing floor about to be trampled. In just a little while, her harvest will begin. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has eaten and crushed us and drained us of strength. He has swallowed us like a great monster and filled his belly with our riches. He has thrown us out of our own country. Make Babylon suffer as she made us suffer say the people of Zion. Make the people of Babylonia pay for spilling our blood, says Jerusalem. The Lord's Vengeance on Babylon This is what the Lord says to Jerusalem. I will be your lawyer to plead your case, and I will avenge you. I will dry up her river as well as her springs. And Babylon will become a heap of ruins, haunted by jackals. She will be an object of horror and contempt, a place where no one lives. Her people will roar together like strong lions. They will growl like lion cubs. And while they lie inflamed with all their wine, I will prepare a different kind of feast for them. I will make them drink until they fall asleep, and they will never wake up again, says the Lord. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams and goats to be sacrificed. How Babylon is fallen, great Babylon praised throughout the earth. Now she has become an object of horror among the nations. The sea has risen over Babylon. She is covered by its crashing waves. Her cities now lie in ruins. She is a dry wasteland where no one lives or even passes by. And I will punish Bel, the god of Babylon, and make him vomit up all he has eaten. The nations will no longer come and worship him. The wall of Babylon has fallen. A Message for the Exiles 
Come out, my people. Flee from Babylon. Save yourselves. Run from the Lord's fierce anger. But do not panic. Don't be afraid when you hear the first rumor of approaching forces, for rumors will keep coming year by year. Violence will erupt in the land as the leaders fight against each other. For the time is surely coming when I will punish this great city and all her idols. Her whole land will be disgraced and her dead will lie in the streets. Then the heavens and earth will rejoice. For out of the north will come destroying armies against Babylon, says the Lord. Just as Babylon killed the people of Israel and others throughout the world, so must her people be killed. Get out, all you who have escaped the sword. Do not stand and watch. Flee while you can. Remember the Lord, though you are in a far-off land, and think about your home in Jerusalem. We are ashamed, the people say. We are insulted and disgraced because the Lord's temple has been defiled by foreigners. Yes, says the Lord, but the time is coming when I will destroy Babylon's idols. The groans of her wounded people will be heard throughout the land. Though Babylon reaches as high as the heavens and makes her fortifications incredibly strong, I will still send enemies to plunder her. I, the Lord, have spoken. Babylon's Complete Destruction Listen, hear the cry of Babylon, the sound of great destruction from the land of the Babylonians. For the Lord is destroying Babylon. He will silence her loud voice. Waves of enemies pound against her. The noise of battle rings through the city. Destroying armies come against Babylon. Her mighty men are captured, and their weapons break in their hands. For the Lord is a God who gives just punishment. He always repays in full. I will make her officials and wise men drunk along with their captains, officers, and warriors. They will fall asleep and never wake up again, says the king, whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. The thick walls of Babylon will be leveled to the ground and her massive gates will be burned. The builders from many lands have worked in vain, for their work will be destroyed by fire. Jeremiah's Message Sent to Babylon the prophet Jeremiah gave this message to Siraiah, son of Neriah, and grandson of Messiah, a staff officer, when Siraiah went to Babylon with King Zedekiah of Judah. This was during the fourth year of Zedekiah's reign. Jeremiah had recorded on a scroll all the terrible disasters that would soon come upon Babylon, all the words written here. He said to Siraiah, When you get to Babylon, read aloud everything on this scroll. Then say, Lord, you have said that you will destroy Babylon so that neither people nor animals will remain here. She will lie empty and abandoned forever. When you have finished reading the scroll, tie it to a stone and throw it into the Euphrates River. Then say, in this same way, Babylon and her people will sink, never again to rise because of the disasters I will bring upon her. Now that said, don't forget guys to read Revelation 18 and Zechariah 14. I'm not going to go into those in this podcast um, due to time constraints, but you may remember earlier I was mentioning um, all these things going on that were taking shape over with Ukraine and Russia. And I felt it would be good to have somebody on who could explain to you. Some of you may remember many rounds. He was a guest on with Glenda Lomax last summer, and they were talking about preparation and the end time war coming and how to get ready for that. And I have invited many rounds on today. And if you're not familiar with him, he uh, runs a website called Fellowship of the Fortified Tower, which you can find at fortifiedtowerfellowship.com. And um, I'll link to that 
in the podcast. Welcome to the show, Many Rounds. Um, so what's your take on everything going on? Everybody heard you when you were on Glinda's show back in, uh, I think it was, what, June or July last year? Yeah. Um, well, we're we're watching basically prophecy unfold before your eyes. It's a, it's a sort of the beginning uh, shots across the bow, you might say, of uh, things that are coming and uh, the whole um, shebang. I mean, the bottom line is that uh, Jesus is coming back. And uh, before he gets here, though, it's going to be pretty rough. But the good news is he, he's, he's coming. And uh, this is proof of it. You know, this this is you're watching the Bible unfold right before your eyes. So what I think is is basically um, you've got you've got a cabal over here that is totally corrupt, and um, there's there's sort of like puppets, right? There there's people in the shadows that are really running this whole show, and you'll never see them, and you'll probably never hear from them, but uh, they're pretty much in control of everything that's going on. And um, the one thing they don't, they haven't counted on though, is the Lord to intervene here and there and protect His people during the whole process, but or bring them home. But uh, it's it's like this cabal is, uh, you know, out of control. So there's the other side where you've got some people that still have their wits about them. And they can see through the subterfuge and the lies, the truth of what's really happening um, and what's you know coming at them. So they're basically preparing to defend themselves against that. And I think that's what Putin is doing right now. And but he 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 has a he has a larger operation going on really than than just this Ukraine thing. And he's I believe what he's doing is he's. He's staging his gear in such a way that down the road, when when things might quiet down a little bit and uh, nobody's looking for it, he'll continue his op in a much larger fashion, and he'll he'll come over here, and uh, it'll be a total surprise by you know most, but um, it, it's going to be pretty much uh, the scenario that uh, several prophets before us, you know. Um, were given knowledge about as far as the events that take place, like um, Dimitri Dudeman and Henry Groover and uh, Steve Quayle, you know, and uh, uh, Glinda Lomax and several others, uh, Hal Lindsey. Um, you know, through the years, they've all been given uh, bits and pieces of the whole big picture. And we're the ones that are going to be watching it all unfold it's just wild really do you think right now that they're Mm -hmm. ramping things up um over there like this is just kind of like a distraction from something else or do you think this is like a potential to go hot or the real deal well i think i think it's going to you know it, it could it could uh grow into a huge conflagration over there and the way they're pushing the way the the european side of it nato and all them are pushing uh and poking the bear here you know it's i don't know if you've ever seen a bear going uh wild once he gets 
um, teed off, but, uh, I have, and I've said the same stuff, you know? Yeah. And I've said the same thing. I'm like, they're poking the bear and playing games. And you know, what do you expect when you keep poking the bear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just rip and tear things apart until they find what they're looking for or they're satisfied they've done enough and walk away and go look for some more fish. But, um, that's what's happening. And, uh, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm an American and I, and I was raised an American and I, and I love what America is supposed to be standing for and what in the past it has. You and I, you and I loved what it did stand for, not what so much what it stands for any, you know, right now anymore. No. And that was something, um, you know, I, I had to wrestle with, uh, with the Lord a little bit because, um, it grieved me greatly to, you know, to find out a lot of the things that, are true that are going on behind the scenes that most of the American people don't even know about and just the outright evil of it and the, uh, depravity of it. And it's, you know, he's, he's, he's putting a stop to it. I mean, there's, there's so much blood crying up from the ground of this nation that, um, you know, nobody really considers God's heart that much. You know, they, they, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they really sit down and think about what he sees every day, and the extent of it. And um, for the most part, you know, Christians have been spared the view. And I think it's only been recently where he's allowed his children to start seeing the truth of it. You know, and um, you know, he's he's a loving God and all that. You know, you hear that every day, but but he's also a just God, and he can only let things go so long until he has to drop the hammer. And you know, thank God he is, because there's just so much evil um, going on that uh, you know the universe is groaning from it. And you know, his his angelic host is standing there watching too. You know, and it's. Uh, it's it's getting to the point where you know he's he's you can only take so much so and God has a heart too we're made in His image we have a heart He has a heart we have emotions He has emotions you know He has everything we have and then probably you know we we can't even imagine what it is like to be in possession of that so. Yeah, I mean, we don't even understand how much love he really has for all of us. I mean, nobody can really truly comprehend it, I mean, even when they feel it. And I was mentioning earlier before I had got you on that, uh, you know, somebody had asked me one time, um, you know, why would he let this happen or let that happen? Isn't that, you know, how is that merciful on those he's trying to save? And I said, well, on the contrary, it could be because in order for people to repent, they have to have a warning shot. They have to run to him. If if, if, If God doesn't act out, and allow scripture to fulfill, then people are just going to keep going the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. You know, he's, yeah, the amount of love he has for us. Imagine, you know, he's, he's made each of us, uh, uh, like, like when you go look at a tree, all the leaves on the tree, right? Well, every one of those leaves is different from the other one, you know, and they're all different from each other in some little tiny way to be, individual leaves you know and and someone that would take that much you know attention to the detail of that and then apply it to the human being you know i mean every mole you have every hair on your head every freckle he put there you know in a very loving caring way 
And he did it because he wanted to rejoice about the creation with us, you know, and have us sharing it. And it's just like, wow, you know, <laughs> pretty mind blowing. But because yeah. he loves us so much, well, all he wants people to do is turn from their sin and live in his ways. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's not impossible. Many have and many are. And uh, you just keep, you know, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And um, you're going to make mistakes. You know, everybody, we're all human here. When I walk on water, I get wet. So it's just a matter of being persistent, you know. And, uh, and and get down get down with him and, and and ask him you know Lord what do you want me to do today you know and I'm sorry about that and and you know help me not to do that again you know and and I and focus on his example you know yep so but uh, I forgot where we were going with that but um, well you were saying that most people don't uh, um, understand where you know they you didn't you had a hard time wrestling with it and I think that that's key right there because. I believe that that's oh, why right. yeah. a lot of people have trouble um, seeing that it's like they could never understand just how wicked these people are. And you said that these these people behind the scenes, well, most people might know them as the deep state or the, even the globalists for that matter. It's We could call them the wicked cabal. I mean, whichever way, you know, would illustrate the purpose yeah. of it. Yeah. They're, um, you know, they're just, it's, they're, there's so much uh, uh, depravity going on. And, and uh, you know, Russia knows it. They are, they have, you know, get togethers and phone calls and whatever they do. But I know that a lot of this uh, behind the scenes financial la-di-da that's going on. Um, and uh, their, their, their basic goals, uh, you know, I mean, the enemy's goal, okay, is the bottom line there is to kill us all and get us, you know, he, he, he just hates God's creation. And he's, uh, you know, he's, just bet on uh, doing away with us all. So when you go from there, that's the, that's the goal. Well, that's what motivates these people in a way, uh, whether they know it or not, is to just destroy us all and, uh, and destroy the planet and destroy anything else they, they can destroy. Um, you know, kill, steal, and destroy is what they do. So They try to use the lie. That's another thing the enemy likes to do. He tries to lie to people. You know, tell them, oh, it's for the good of the earth. It's for the good of the earth. But it's actually the opposite of what they say. It's always the opposite of what they say. Yeah. Yeah, they're masters at deceit. I mean, I I listened to the mainstream media just a little bit last night during this whole, you know, explosive transaction of events. And I just was like, gosh, I couldn't believe what they were spewing and what they were saying. And, uh, I mean, I can't believe it. It's just, you can see how there's how they're twisting what's actually going on to fit their little agenda and um, basically pull the wool over America's eyes as much as they can. I can. And I spoke and, to that. Uh, I spoke to that earlier. I said, I, I can't help but think that there's something, some sort of distraction behind this and that they're trying to, you know, get people riled up over it and scared because when people aren't scared, they're fo- they're focused on the distraction. They're not focused on everything else that could be going on. And it's not making them as vigilant. And because it's also putting them in the fear, then they're not going to be seeking the Lord. They're not doing what they have to do. Yeah, that's pretty much... They're masters at deceit, and that's that's what they're doing. And, I, you know, the thing is, too, that, that I, you know, I, the sound of change is getting louder and louder every day with all these things that are going on behind the scenes. and you know, they, 
they they paint they're, they're trying to paint uh the Russians in a light where they're the bad guys, you know, and they're out of control and all this stuff and and we need to go do the rah rah American thing over there, right? Well but that's not really the actual case of what's actually happening. And uh you know, they they're making an uh, an excuse in all of that, sort of to clamp down on us even more and remove more of our liberties to the point where, uh, you know, we're just basically slaves. But um, Well, they're going to be playing with the communications and playing with the uh, financial transactions, and they'll turn around and blame it on them is what they're going to – that's what they're probably yeah, going to do. Yeah, exactly. When the food likely. starts getting short, you know. But but they've been planning that for years, you know, and uh, yep. people are going to be coming at each other's throats. And, you know, the base, uh, you know, evil instincts in man is going to be really exposed pretty soon here. Well, it's dividing. So, uh, the dividing. Right. It's important to be on your knees. Right. And the dividing line is being drawn. Yeah, exactly. Like it says in the Bible, you know, those who are wicked are going to get wickeder and those who are good are going to get gooder. You know, so. The Germans right now are are screaming to do some more uh, sanctions or, or or squeeze, you know, the bank accounts of the Russians more and 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 do a bunch of other stupid things. And uh, Putin's like, uh, you know, you guys need to back off. Otherwise, it's it's going to get real nasty here. And I had a dream a while back, like in 2012, and. In the dream, I was walking with Putin, and uh, we were just walking down this road, and it was snowy outside, just like it is right now where I'm at. And uh, there was snow on the on the road a little bit. It was kind of a gravel road. And then off to my left, in a large field, there was this huge field like of not wheat, but just grass, tall grass. And way off in the distance, there was a, a, a nuclear submarine sitting on blocks, and there was a tarp over the top conning tower part, you know, and, and like the missile bay where the missiles would be. Right. And and he, me and Putin were walking down this street, down this like road, and his black uh, limousine was behind him. And there was like four uh, bodyguards that were walking alongside the car. And I'm just sitting there chatting with him. And I said, uh, you know, you ought to come on up to the mountains with me and go fishing, you know, and take take a break you know and he said to me he said well he goes i'm kind of busy right now i got i got a lot going on and he said uh you know because i was telling him about this place i have in the mountains i said it's really pretty up there there's fishing you know it's you can sit around the fire and have a good time and he says well you know i am thinking about getting this place about five miles outside heidelberg and the dream ended right there that was it and i woke up and i went what the heck you know I didn't even know where Heidelberg was, so I had to look it up in a map. And um, and I looked at the map, and I checked it out, and five miles outside Heidelberg, right? So I'm looking in a circle around, what's, what's five miles outside Heidelberg? Well, it's the Rhine River. And it's a, it's a natural, uh, you might say, uh, kind of a obstacle for a military operation. But... Um, it just, I, I never forgot the dream. And I, I knew the Lord was trying to show me something there. And basically what I got out of it was kind of, he's, he's preparing his military. He's, he's building it back up. He's, he's working on it. They're working on all the, all the gear they're going to need. And eventually he is going to go marching into Europe. 
So I, I don't know if this is the time of that or not, you know, but I, I do know that I think it was, um, I think it was Dimitro. Dimitri Dudeman, um, in his, uh, in his series of, uh, messages he got, um, I think one of the angels told him that they were going to go all the way to the gates of Paris. And then at some point <clears throat> they were going to be in a war with, with China themselves, the Russians and the Chinese, the Chinese are somehow going to fight with the Russians for some reason or other for, you know, control of whatever's left. And but they end up making the Russians their leaders. And, um, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know how that's all going to come about. I just know that it is. Yeah, so, I, uh, so we're probably watching some of the, some of the beginnings of that scenario taking place too. I've been wondering about that. And that's why I had uh, read from Dimitri Dudeman's vision, um, earlier. And, uh, it did, it said, he said that, uh, they would be pushed back to the gates of France and then, Nations such as Japan and China would be risen up against to defeat the Russians. I always thought it was right. going to be the opposite, that actually that the Russians would conquer. Because, you know, I've heard that they can't really stand them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're on the best of terms. They've, they've, had, they've shared a border for many years. And, and I, I can remember years ago, I, um, I saw some things that were, that were related to, you know, issues going on between the Russians and the Chinese. And you never heard about any of that on the news at the time. I mean, there was all kinds of skirmishes and battles and, um, you know, stuff going on. And it, and it was just like, you know, I'd pick up the Stars and Stripes and read it or, or, you know, the L.A. Times or whatever. And I'd look and I'd never see anything much about any of that, you know, but I knew it was going on. So anyhow, there's a. I've been watching this. Uh, there's a guy who's over there in Ukraine right now. His name is Patrick uh, Lancaster, and he's he's just a guy over there. He's, he's I think he helps people out over there. He brings them food and stuff like that, and helps assist um, you know some of the poor folks over there and stuff. Well, he also reports about what's going on, and he has these little blurbs he puts on YouTube, um, and it's you know he he's right there in the thick of it. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a good guy. He, and, you know, from his perspective and the perspective of the people that are, he's with, he's in Donetsk and, uh, those folks are the folks that are, um, you know, they, they're Russians. I mean, and they've been persecuted because they're Russians living in Ukraine by the puppet government that is running the Ukraine. And, uh, and, and harassed and, and there's been, you know, a lot of, um, bombings and a lot of bad stuff's happened since 2014 and before that even, but, um, and these people, all they, all they want to do is live for peacefully and, and, you know, have their own, um, place to be and, and, and they're constantly being harassed. And then our government is backing the people that are harassing them and, um, providing them with arms and, you know, and that's another thing, you know, the, 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 uh, all, all those stinger missiles and, uh, laws rockets or AT, AT4s and, uh, um, you know, anti-tank weapons that, that we sent over there to arm the Ukrainians army or whatever. Right. Um, you know, it's, I mean, millions and millions of dollars worth of gear that we're just sending over there and, 
to uh, assist these Ukrainians. Well, you know, it's like if I was Putin and I'm sitting there watching this going on and I'm like, these people, you know, they're a liability now, you know, at one time America was an asset, but they're a liability. I mean, they're out of control. They're, they're, they go into a place and they take, they, you know, they, they beat everybody up and they tell everybody they want this and that done or whatever. They take their resources and run. And you can see that's what's happened in Afghanistan. That's what's been happening. And that's what happened in Iraq. That's what happened in Vietnam, you know, and on and on. It's just, I don't know when there was a big shift in where, where evil just basically took over the policy, the foreign policy and the, and the you know, the internal policy even of America. But it's it's been going on for probably a hundred years, you know. It's I mean, yeah, it's been they, it's about about a hundred years, if not just a little less than that. You know, a lot of it was the bankers that yeah. are financing all this because the you know out of the crisis, you know, they get rich out of it, just like any of them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's like all the all the blood and treasure we've we've spilt and spent for all these years. You know, World War One, World War Two, um, you know, Korea, Vietnam, all of that. It's Who's, who's, you know, who's, who's really uh, benefiting in all of that? Because it's sure a poor private snuffy, you know. But so if it's just you, the way things are. Now I don't know if you heard. Apparently there was supposed to be. I heard something last night um, that Biden or somebody today was supposed to give some kind of. I don't know if they were going to address something as far as all, all this going on with the Ukrainian invasion and all that. If that's even what's taking place, we're hearing there's so much mixed stuff going on. And that's why I wanted to have your get your take on that because I'm not really sure what to make of it. For all I can see, it's just a big distraction. It's being blown up, and then it'll simmer down. And then that's the concern: is once it simmers down, then what? Yeah. Well, you got you know you got these truckers right too that are heading towards DC right now. That's another thing I wanted to ask about. Canadians did. Yeah. And it's like I you know the other day when I I gave my last sit rep, I mentioned I said. I said something about that. I said, these truckers, you know, you guys are going towards, you know, I said, tyrants do not regard protest. Okay. They just don't. When they're a tyrant, they don't care. They're going to do what they're going to do. And there's only one way to stop that. And unfortunately, I don't see that happening. Um, it's too late. The momentum they have accumulated is too much. And the people um, that live the generation that is now living. Okay. They're just not inclined to do that until it's too late. You know what I mean? So they're walking into a trap, you know? Well, those who didn't want to do anything until and, it was too late, they wanted to sit in their easy chairs and just text and comment and belittle everybody else trying to warn. And it didn't matter until it started affecting them. And now it's like, Oh, well now it's affecting me. I ought to do something. It's like, it's too late. You waited too long. You should have acted when there was time, yeah. and you didn't. You criticized, you mocked, and scoffed. So now... Well, there, there's, an, there's another aspect to that, too, and that's, you know, the Lord is allowing this to happen also because he's judging the country, you know? And so he's... I mean, the, the, Dimitri, you know, he laid it out pretty, pretty well. He said there was going to be internal problems within the country. Yes, you know, the government was going to be busy with internal problems and people from the middle of the country were going to actually start fighting against the government. Well, you think about that for a second. The people from the middle of the country, right? The Bible Belt, people that really kind of appreciate 
the freedom that they have and what it took to get it, you know, and what it may take to keep it if they can, they, they get it. And they, they're not, they're going to stand their ground. And, uh, but he said that when that happens, that's when the attack from Russia would come. So you can see how close we are, you know, we're very close because they're whooping up this sentiment in the country of division to basically get everybody at each other's throats. And when the food starts running out and the gas starts getting unavailable and you have some serious problems in the cities, you know, it's going to trickle out into the countryside a little bit. And those country boys, well, they're good shots. <laughs> they ain't going to put up with that crap. So, but, but, but the bottom line is that's what Russia and China and all these other countries are waiting for because, you know, they don't want to come up against America just, just, you know, just yet because Billy Bob's out there in the woods with his 30 odd six and they don't want to really have to deal with that if they don't have to. So they're going to wait. And I think part of the plan here, you know, here is, is basically to create such a ruckus here that it'll give them the excuse to declare martial law and send their goons out house to house and collect everybody's stuff. That's you know? exactly what they're planning. And they're yeah. going to say, oh, see, we have to. We have a crisis on our hand, and it gives us the right under the emergency powers and all that. Right. And that's where I see, you know, the government is egging this all on so that this all can happen. And these truckers are, are driving right into the trap. And it'd be better if they just stayed home and didn't drive the truck. That's Possibly exactly... putting themselves at risk, yep. you know, and not only themselves, but all the people that are going to be in the area you know, wherever they end up going. Um, cause, cause right now I don't even know if anybody's in Washington. Well, that, and you got to consider you know? too, that this whole thing could be used to stage a false flag. If you think about it. Yeah. Well, that's what's happening. You're watching it happen. You know, we're all watching. And, it. and the sad part and, is uh, this, you know, that they mean well, you know, it's like, they're not bad people. They mean well, it's just that. No, no, they, yeah, they're, I mean, they're patriots. Okay. I give them that because I'm a patriot too, but I'm a patriot to an America that doesn't exist anymore. Right. You know, I mean, that country's gone. Uh, gosh, you know, it's like these kids nowadays, you know, they, they, they're in their, they got their nose in their phone all day or whatever they're doing, playing games on video. And, and there's their education has suffered because the education system is geared to basically make them, uh, communists you know in a way they don't even know it the brainwash brainwashing works i don't know if you ever read anything about uh, soviet brainwashing techniques or how the nazis pulled it off but it's the same basic well tactics. they keep repeating the lie they, and they keep repeating the lie and just yeah. giving them the same thing over and over again and they know that their operation's complete when everybody believes the lie and even though they the truth's all around them and they but they still choose to believe the lie because they've been conditioned so much through the media through entertainment, movies, music, yeah. whatever, whatever you have you. I mean, yeah, that's right. They, they've been feeding them this, you know, duck poop. And after a while, they, they start to like it, I guess. But um, <laughs> their taste buds get numb to it and they don't know. Hey, you're eating duck poop, you know, you dummy. But uh, so, but what I was, gonna, what I was going with that was, uh, you know, they're going to reinstate the draft. Okay because of all these shenanigans they're pulling and the, and the, you know, and the, and the rah, rah America, we got to do this and that over there, blah, 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 you know, whooping up the patriotic, patriotic fervor and to those who will receive it. But um, if they reinstate the draft, you know, 
these boys are going to have to make a decision. You know, what are you going to do? Because if you agree with what they're doing and, and, and I mean, if you're trying to back the constitution, well, or defend the constitution, you really don't have a country anymore to defend. The, the constitution they apply when they yeah. want to lie. It doesn't mean right. it, the const- I mean, it's like our country isn't, isn't paying no mind to it anymore. You know, the bottom line, the things that, uh, the country stood for, and it's supposed to be the law of the land. It's obvious that it's not anymore. So what are you really going to be going over there to fight for? Are you defending the constitution of the United States? If you are, you don't have a country to defend anymore. You cannon, know what I mean? Cannon fodder. Really? Yeah. You're just sacrificial lambs for the bankers. You know? So, but that's somebody, that's a decision that these folks, these kids are going to have to make on their own. You know, I mean, I, being older, I was in the military for 26 years, you know, and I, I, I've had a few bullet twists by my head and I, it's like <laughs> things focus real tight when that happens. And you, you kind of get a real good bead on what's important in life. And you, you can, you can see through the, through the mirage to, to what's really there and uh, you know, it, what really matters. And you know, I, I, I pray for those kids. I, I, you know, the kids are out there right now. We've got, we've got four or five carriers out there floating around right now and LHAs and some other, a lot of other boats. And most of those kids are probably under 40, right? Thirties, uh, mostly twenties and 18, you know, uh, and they are in harm's way big time. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I was in the Navy for nine years. So I'll, I know how vulnerable those boats really are, and considering the weapon systems they have nowadays, you know it's going to last 15 minutes. So, if these folks, any, any of you people out there, you got kids that are in the military, you know, cry out to God. I do, because I know what they're up against, and it's just they don't. Uh, they, they may not grasp it. They won't grasp it maybe until the first round hits the flight deck, you know? I don't know. Well, that but, and anybody they're putting in there, they're telling oh. has to take the Kool-Aid job, as you know. You know, they purged everybody. Now it's like, oh, now we're going to reinstate and then everybody has to take this jab in their arm. And then that's, you know, what that's, you know, what's been going on with that, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a dishonorable discharge used to be a uh, a bad thing, but... In, in light of what they're doing to these guys that are standing their ground, you know, and saying, no, I'm not going to do that because it's unconstitutional for one. And two, it's my body. And I, I, you know, I have some saying what goes in it and you're not doing that to me, you know? And well, those guys, I'll, I'll, I'll go to war with those guys any day. Cause I know they'll fight to the last, you know, but, um, the rest, uh, I, they don't know who they are, I guess, or something. I don't know. But um, that, that's how effective the brainwashing has been. When you see these people just line up like lemmings, you know, I, it just escapes me. It's, I, uh, it's really sad. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. That, you know, he's, he's given some of us at least some discernment to see what's going on. You know, I think I thank the Lord for his discernment each time I can remember not probably as often as I should but I thank him for his discernment and the wisdom he has spilled onto me because there's so much going on you can't possibly keep up with all of it but when you get it's like we were just talking about these that convoy 
you know, discernment tells me this is a trap. And I've been asked about that, by yeah. the way. You know, I, my brother called me the other night, and he's like, "What do you? what's your take on this? And I said, you know as well as I do that this there's something up with this. I'm, I'm like, and I don't know exactly yeah. what. I said, but if I didn't know any better, it's like they're being led into captivity of some sort. And it's not you. They don't. Yeah. It's not going to do any good. So why take part in it? It's, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It's just be aware of these things because it's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you if you the people listening to this, and if you know anybody that's a trucker right now on their way there, <laughs> tell them to turn around, come back, come back home because it, it's not going to do any good. And all you're going to do is get your truck seized and maybe thrown in, pr- in some rat hole, you know, and. You can't solve you can't solve a spiritual problem with a political solution. No, it's and I said that earlier. Too. I was like, "There's yeah. no, there is no political solution to this." And you know, that's what I was talking about earlier. It's like, and then also there's the peer pressure aspect of it too. Like, well, oh, are you an anti-American? Are you not? An, are you an American? Why don't you want to go stand up for your rights? And it's like, well, you don't understand. Your rights have been long done away with. Yeah. They're used, like we were saying yeah. earlier, the Constitution, it, it's being used at will. It's applied where they want it to apply, and any other time it doesn't. You know, talking about national yeah. security, and then they have the border wide open, and who knows who's coming in from the South. You know, that's another aspect altogether. Yeah, well, yeah, well <laughs> they're not good people, some of, some of them. <laughs> and they mean to do harm everywhere they can, when they can, when they get the phone call. So, that's another thing, you know, it's... That's why, you know, I, in one of my little briefs I gave, I uh, was talking about scenarios, you know, that you might find yourself in on a freeway someday where you got a van full of uh, bad guys that just jump out and start shooting windshields, you know. And, uh, you know, you have to be aware of your surroundings and be, be on alert. If you're on the road now, especially now, because we're at, we're at war now, and um, there's certain tactics they use to disrupt, um, you know, logistics. And one of those would be to hit the mainland a little bit here and there to slow down production. And like, you know, they. I mean, we're already in, in a war. We're in a low echelon level of it, you know, and we've been in a low echelon it's been level a, of it. What you would refer to as a soft war. Many years. Yeah. But now, I mean, now that you've got this, this, um, you know, COVID thing going on, right? Well, that, that's one element of the low echelon warfare is to get everybody sick, okay, and confused and, and you know, and everybody at each other's throats about it all. And, and then it gave them the excuse to, to pump everybody with poison, which is going to be a slow-acting death sentence, basically. And, um, and when, the, you know, most of the American people wake up and f- figure out that these guys have just killed them, you know, they're going to be upset. And especially when you like, you take your little Johnny in to get his back. Right. Well, and he comes back home and a day later he's laying there, he's in seizures. It's like, you know, I, I cannot imagine what that is like. I, I feel for those people, but, um, you know, they, uh, it's just, um, they're, they're going to be righteously upset too. You know, they're going to, the guys that are pushing this, that agenda, they're going to have to find a hole to go find to hide somewhere eventually, because they're going to have a, a rip roaring whole bunch of American people. that are going to be really upset at them. 
but a, a person that's a person that has lost everything that ever they ever you know had any meaning to in their life are very dangerous people. You know, when when a man has lost everything he owned or anything he loved, and and it's all ripped away from him, he's got nothing else to lose. You know, when they have nothing left, they lose it. Yeah, or they turn to God. Oh yeah, that's you know, true. Hopefully, that's part of it too. You know. Well, that's why we try but to we're warn. we things up. That's why we try to warn. It's like yeah. you know, stop the misplaced priorities and give your life to God. Get right with Him. It's not time to be going out and taking place in a convoy or a protest or going to a Trump rally. It's like that's not going to do anything. No. Unfortunately, I mean, I hate to no, sound so so critical about it, but it's the truth. I, I and it's, and that's another thing. Yeah. That's why we get so upset when we see these things happening to these kids or these kids going into the military or you know who take the jab because we we're trying to warn them and they're not you feel like they're not listening and a lot of it's preventable yeah it you know pray that uh there's more workers in the field trying to do it trying to tell them trying to you know you, you can only tell you can you can lead a horse to water you know the old saying but it's true um you know you pray that that somehow you know, I I know I know the Lord is 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 waking a lot of people up, and a lot of them are very young because they because for one reason or another, you know, they haven't really had parents. Even if they had parents, they really didn't have parents, you know, and their education system, uh, you know, really messed them up or whatever, and just the situations they're in, and so it's like. Deep down in their soul, they they know that something's not right, and uh, that they hear that God is is whispering to them, you know, and say, "Hey, I'm here. Come to me, you know, and 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 I will I will heal you, and I will fix you, and I will make you, you know, I I, I give you eternal life on top of it. Come to me, you know, and um, you want purpose? I'll give you purpose." There was that yeah. incident in uh, Houston with that concert. I don't know if you heard about it. With uh, it was set up like a sacrifice, and a lot of there were some young people there who said that they they believe they heard the voice of God saying, "Come away from that, come away from that," and they didn't even realize. Now, you know, and that that I like hearing stories about that that they had conviction right then in that moment to turn away from something that's evil because that's that's what we need to see more of, and that's I like to I rejoice over times like that when people actually hear his voice and come to him yeah exactly yeah yeah that's good news that's good you know he's pouring out his spirit you know and that's another indicator that things are close because he's pouring out his spirit and uh there's going to be you know there's going to be a a whole army of these youth coming up that are going to be endowed with power from on high, big time, and they are going to just, you know, oh, boom, you know, they're going to do a lot of stuff, and they're going to be reaping, and uh, uh, it's it's the last reaping, <laughs> so that's something to look forward to too. You know, last... there's there's always hope. There's always a there's always a good part. The whole think about it, you know, at the end of all this, there is a God, okay, who's coming. Through the heavens, the heavens split open, cracking with tremendous noise, and 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 he's on a white horse. Okay, now that's my God. All right, 
You know, he just thinks big. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and, and can you imagine the, the triumphant feeling of of that event? I mean, uh, I, you know, it's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Anyhow. So if you had advice but, uh, to circle around to where we began today, though, if you had advice to give to anybody um, as far as what they might be thinking right now with everything they're being fed, because like I said, they were supposed to be speaking, I think, sometime either this morning or this afternoon. And I don't know if they have or not, because I've been working on the show for everybody. But um, I, I'm wondering, you know, what others must be thinking out there. And um, I think some people are worried it's going to pop yeah. off. And it's like, well, this has actually been going on now for about a month. It, it, it's nothing new. It's just been slowly escalating. But I'm not sure if I'm buying all the hype surrounding it. It could, it may or may not be. I'm saying be vigilant, keep the oil in your lamp, but don't yeah. don't go crazy and lose your mind because our media likes to whip everybody up into a frenzy and then they run out to the store and clear out the shelves and everything, just like with COVID. Yeah. I admit, you know, I, I get, my adrenaline gets up a little bit, you know, and it's like, I have to go to God. I have to get down on my knees and, and say, Lord, okay. That's right. You know, all that's going on, you know, and I don't want to get too distracted with it all. And I know the bottom line and I know, you know, what is coming and, uh, you know, what do I need to be doing myself, you know, for you today and right. keep it simple. You know, that's my advice. Just keep it simple. Don't get caught up in it too much, you know, be aware of it and then be aware of your surroundings and, and prepare, get ready. You know, each individual person, they need to go to the Lord. They cannot be waiting and just playing in the world right. and then leaning on everyone else with faith with for a crutch because somebody else cannot carry your faith for you. You have to have your faith right with God. You can't, yeah. you can't expect yeah. me or many rounds or Glenda Lomax or Steve Quayle or anybody else to do it for you. No, no. I, I just, it, it's like, it's good to have information, you know, and, and, and to see where we are, you know, on the scale of events going on, you know, to, yeah. Okay. I know where we're, you know, things are, things are popping off, but it's like, um, you know, fear would like to get in there and, and, and whisper in your ear all day, you know, and get you messed up. But, you know, if you're dead to this world already, okay, what is there to fear? You know, um, you, if you're dead here, you're dead, you're dead. You know, it's like, you're just here on a special spec ops mission from God himself to rescue the ones that don't yet know him. They're your brothers and sisters out there. That is your mission. Just accomplish the mission. Do the best you can at it. In the meantime, prepare, keep, you know, keep preparing yourself, you know, with your, and your families and stock up on stuff as you can, because, and, and, and the time for doing that is running out real quick because that's why I said don't war wait. That's going on. Don't wait until the last yeah, minute. The, the, the price of stuff, yeah, the price of stuff is going to go skyrocketing, and um, gas is going to become more and more expensive, and then eventually unavailable. And so you're going to have to gear yourself for, for not going out very much, and um, and eat. You know, I mean, just get down to the basics of what you really need for yourself and your kids and, and your families. And then, you know, don't, don't be doing anything extravagant and, and, uh, you know, do your, do your tithing because the Lord will, you know, he honors that big time Amen. and, uh, you know, he'll bring it back to you shaking up and all that and spilling over. So he does. Amen. 
and just, you know, love each other while you still have time on this earth to do that. You know, I mean, that's why we're here. You see somebody needs a hand doing something, go help them, you know, or, you know, somebody's a little um, having troubles, you know, in, in some way. If nothing else, if you can pray for them and, you know, maybe walk over and have a chat, get to know your neighbors, who you can trust and who you can't, you know, be, be wary and ask the Lord to help you figure out who that is. So, um, and, and, and soak up as much of the word as you can right now, because eventually they're going to come around and confiscate your Bible if they can. So, because the devil hates it and, uh, it's, it, he fears it more than anything. You know, you, you think about it. What are these people so afraid of? If they want to take your guns and your Bibles, right? Evidently, there must there must be something to fear for them because otherwise they wouldn't be trying to take yours. And every nation that's ever given up their weapons, um, you know, genocide is followed shortly after. And that's, you know, that's something they're going to try to pump about. Um, I mean, at first it's going to be oh, voluntarily, you know, come down and bring them in because there's just too much melee and havoc going on, right? You'd be surprised, you know, if if there's going to be so much of it going on and they're going to pump the propaganda so hard that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to actually turn their stuff in. And there's going to be a lot of people that aren't. And they're going to come in with goons, okay? Well, I mean, they wouldn't try to pull this off if they didn't think they could. You know, they're going to come in with goon squads, highly armed, you know, very intimidating to go house to house and uh, seize whatever they can that they feel necessary to seize, food, uh, water. Because at that time, when all that's going on, there's going to be shortages of food and water and um, anything useful, fuel, whatever. You know, they're going to take what they want. I mean, and, and the army that's coming in after that, you know, they're going to be going across the land just sucking up all the resources they can. So they're going to take whatever they want. And, and, you know, a lot of people, they don't, uh, they don't really realize the extent of what's coming. Um, and I suggest, you know, folks get down on your knees and, and ask the Lord to reveal to you the truth about what's coming because it's, it is not good. And, and don't let fear get in there and, and try to monkey with you, but it's good to be aware and to yeah, know. I agree. You know, my people, are, my people perish for lack of knowledge, right? Well, it was like when I, when I was coming to the knowledge of what was really going on behind the scenes with America, right? I was like, you know, I mean, I was American rah-rah, you know, apple pie of Chevrolet, but um, it's like he started showing me the truth about what was going on bit by bit as much as he would, you know, allow me to consume that he felt was necessary. And, and it's hard it at first. Ugly. It's, it's ugly. hard, yeah. It is so ugly. I, when it, I when I started waking up, almost to be an American. You know? Yeah, when I started waking up, I want to say it was well. I started doing research. I you know I'm much younger than you, but when I uh, started uh, waking up or looking into things, it was around 2003, 2004, because I was suspicious about the Iraq War, and um, that's what yeah. started all of it. But then when I got away from the nightlife, and you know I moved away from Florida, and I had time by myself, and I met new people in my life, or God brought new people into my life. And I started listening to talk radio, and I'd stay up. I mean, I went through a few years of depression over that. It's not easy. 
And that was actually, I, I, no, I, I, went, I, I went the opposite way and I was, I had a heavy drinking problem for a while because it was a lot to take in a very short amount of time. And then I would go around trying to wake people up when I, you know, could and hand them documentaries and stuff. And they just, they'd laugh it off and say, oh, you, what do you wear a tinfoil hat? Oh, you listen to Alex Jones. And it's like, you know, you're going to yeah. regret that one of these days, you know? And I wasn't in good company, man. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, but it was discouraging yeah. on top of knowing that it, then it was discouraging. So I had stopped doing it for a while, but then, you know, I realized when God called me back to him, what my purpose was to lead the lost and lead those who are backslidden to him and show them what's going on. And so I'm glad that you mentioned that right. because it's not easy. And there's people who are coming to terms with it still. They've been for the last year or two, but now it's really coming down to the wire. And I'm, I don't think they, un, they know what they can do. They're in a place like, well, what do we do now kind of thing. And I'm just trying to say, you know, you need to be seeking him, drawing near to him, building your relationship, abiding in him. It's not time to be playing yeah. around and going to protest. Sharpen, and, sharpen your swords. That's what, you know, soldiers, what they do when they're not in combat, they, they maintain their gear, okay? They, they clean their weapons. They sharpen their, weapon, their knives or swords, whatever. They make sure all their other gear is, is, is tight and all functioning properly and, and there's no tears and rips. And, you know, they, they just check everything over and make sure it's all combat ready. And, and that's what we need to be doing is making sure that our sword is sharp and, and get into the word as much as you can. Amen. Soak it up as much as you can and pray a lot and, and just watch what happens. You know, you'll grow. He'll, he'll just... You know, he, the Lord loves a diligent searcher of him. You know, he just, he just loves it because he's, he's like, Hey, look at, look what he's doing over there. Yeah. He's reading my word. Okay. You know, and he's studying, he's, he's, uh, he's praying to me. Okay. We're going to answer him, you know, because he rewards the person that diligently seeks him. Seek, knock, he, he's knocking at the door, you know, he's, he's knocking and if you seek him with all of your heart and soul and mind and strength, he will reward you, you know, big he time. Will. He and will. It's, gosh, it's the ultimate rewards, you know. I mean, it's like it's the ultimate purpose in your life It is it's to work for the creator of the whole universe. And, and he gets to know you personally. Think about it, you know, the, the creator of the whole shebang and eternity and the whole thing. Um, you know, he wants to be, you know very close to you and as close as you can get. And uh, gosh, that's, you know, talking about an honor, gee whiz, but that's his love for um, us. That's his love for us that we, we take for granted and don't often understand. And I pray that everybody can have an encounter, you know, with the Lord where he puts, he puts that on the, on them. He puts his love on them. Cause I felt it and it just radiates through you. You can't even, I can't even oh, explain yeah. what that's like. I mean, I've tried to, but you can't, no. you really can't put it into words. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's waves. It's like a wave of love. It's, it's hard it to explain it. It'll bring you to your knee. It'll bring you to your knees. It'll bring you to tears. It, it bring you to tears every time. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes yes. I, I don't get very far in my prayers before I start crying, man. You know, it's just, you know, it's just like, Oh, okay. And, uh, I, it's, it's, it's sort of like, he's also building you. Um, a shield. It's an impenetrable shield. And he's your shield. You know? He's your buckler. And it's like, you can get to know that. Gee, it is a buckler. It is a shield. 
you know it's true it's like hard to explain but it's true you know you you can you, your head's like flint like it says you know you just okay boom you know and the demons tremble you know and good you know <laughs> so amen but uh yeah it, 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 and just never give up just don't give up you know and if, if you know people screw up okay I, i've screwed up you've screwed up you know we all screw up it's just a matter of going okay i i i, I mess this up but you know get that i'm going to get back down on my knees and i'm going to get this straight and it, you know it's, it's like you're, you're not born with the knowledge you, you, you know you you have to you have to work the skill just like any other thing you know if you're not good at swinging a hammer and you're going to hit your thumb a few times, you know? And, uh, but after a while, you get the napkin. Man, you can bang those 16 pennies all day. So it's just like anything else. It's a big school, kind of. And uh, I pray that, uh, you know, uh, that we go out there and get the rest of our brothers and sisters, you know? That's the thing. Is, is he, he wants to bring as many kids home as he can of his kids that he created. You know, that will that will come to him. Like you said, pray that more workers are sent into the field because the harvest is great, but the workers are few. Yeah, that's what it says. That's and it's the truth. It is. But uh, but yeah, I wouldn't get too carried away about you know all this stuff's happening. Um, But but on the other, you know, pray for the people that are over there because we have brothers and sisters that are there, and and other countries too. There's a lot going on in this world. I mean, it's just not just Ukraine. There's stuff going on in, in Korea. There's there's Christians in China that are being persecuted, locked up, um, starved, Africa. beaten, tortured, you know, every day. Yep. Uh, you know, over here in America, you know, we, we've had it easy for so long. Um, but there is a there is a um, there is a an element of folks here in the United States that are that are under slavery. OK, and most Americans don't know, but. You know, a lot of children have been snatched and taken for uh, sex slave um, trade stuff, you know, and and their parents never see them again. And they end up going overseas somewhere and they, and they're just, you know, abused and, and traumatized to the point where they they. It's, it's awful. Did you ever happen to see the documentary Contraland? No, you no should, I oh, well, I'll have to send you a link to that. And I should put that actually up on my site because. That covers exactly what you were just talking about. Yeah, you know that. Uh, did I? Did I? I said you know that that gal uh, Celestial on uh, the Master's Voice blog. You have. I just haven't had much of a chance to look into it because I've been so busy working on my own stuff. Yeah. Well, a lot of her videos. Okay, she's she's sort of been given a a a, uh, a task from the Lord, you know, to basically lay out the. Uh, the case, the legal case, she's a lawyer, okay? Or she works in a law office or something, but she's very meticulous and she's very um, professional in her delivery because she was you know, taught from a very young age um, you know, about Christianity. She was a Christian, folks are Christians, but she's very um, sharp, okay? And the Lord has tasked her with basically laying down the case against this country and against um, the evil that's in the country. And it's sort of like a step-by-step breakdown of the case. And the case involves all the sins that this country has committed in the dark 
that most Americans are unaware of. And it, 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 she gets into the truth of it and who's behind it. And the, and, and also some of the events that are upcoming on us from the Nephilim, you know, the fallen ones and the, the watchers and all these, all those, uh, I, uh, Briefly mentioned Entities. that. Speaking yeah. of that, I, I briefly mentioned that from Matthew twenty-four. There'll be many who come in the Lord's name or trying to come in His name and present the deceptions, and you know that's just meant to mislead the lost and try to deceive the elect, if possible. Right. Exactly. And it's going to be very convincing. I mean, they're going to come down in these ships, and it's going to look like the Galactic Federation's arrived to save the day. Well. They're all bad. Okay, some of them they're gonna they're gonna play the good cop bad cop kind of deal, and people are gonna you know people that have been like looking into the UFO thing all their life or whatever and hoping and praying that these guys will come down right and all this stuff. It's like they are they've been planning this deception for thousands of years, and so when they get here and they are gonna get here and they're gonna basically lay this big lie down that they're here to save us from ourselves and all that stuff. And we, and they put us here and, and uh, you know, blah, 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 all this, all this baloney. So everybody's going to suck it up, you know, that have been watching all these movies and TV shows about it, you know, for years and have been, you know, some of them have been, um, you know, getting into certain types of devil worship or whatever. And they and they think that these guys are the angels of light coming in. <laughs> well, they're not. They're all bad. Do you think? And I wanted to ask they you. Need to, they I'm need sorry. to, you know, eat you. That's what, that's their that's their plan is to kill us all. So I wanted to ask I don't know, you. Don't fall for it. Second Thessalonians two eleven, isn't it, or something like that? I wanted to ask you really quick uh, what your thoughts were. Do you think that they're going to have some sort of limited exchange war? before they do that, because I could see them doing it that way. They'll create the chaos first, and then they'll be trying to do the deception to come in and save the day, and that'll be when they bring on the Antichrist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's going to be um, so traumatized from the wars, you know, and, and, and the lack of food and whatever and else. They'll, they'll jump at it because of all the promises they're going to make, you know? And it's sort of like... Um, the sow, you know, he, he, he was hungry and, uh, you know, he sold his birthright for a bowl of beans and that's kind of the, in a nutshell, that's pretty much, that's pretty much the show. So, but anyway, I think it's second Thessalonians 2, 11, where it says he will send him a strong delusion. Yeah. It right? says, so God will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe these lies. I just looked it up. Right. That's it. That's it. You know? And, um, yeah, there was a sister in the Lord. I, um, I forget her name, Anna, I think her name was, but, uh, she was talking about the Lord was showing her some pretty wild stuff. And she was, um, she was shown <laughs> the Starship Enterprise. Okay. In space. Right. But it wasn't like the one that's on the show. It was, she said it was, um, it was sort of the color of pewter or 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 bronze and and there were no windows on it and 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 the whole subject she was talking about in the you know in, was was how the deception is being arranged and and people are going to see what they want to see you know and um it's like you know if if you have it in your heart you know uh, if you have some worship 
you don't even know about going on in your heart about these UFOs or whatever in space and all that jazz. And, and they'll, they'll show up exactly how you have envisioned it, you know, to deceive you. And they will look just like you want them to look. And they'll sound just like you want them to sound. This deception will be so strong that, um, you know, they'll be able to deceive a lot of people. Yeah, and that's exactly why yeah. um, they will out, try to outlaw the word, and they, they they will succeed for a time. Because when they fool everybody, they're going to say, "Yeah, put those people to death who believe that, who believe God and believe in Jesus, and don't go along with this the new world order and you know worshiping the beast." Because from that, that's likely how they're going to do it. That's how they're going to get the control. Yeah. Well, that gal um, Celestia, she gets into that. She gets into how they're going to pull this off and. And, uh, you know, how, how, just exactly how powerful the whole deception is going to be and, and how long, you know, they, I mean, they've been at it for years. I do agree with you. It's like, you, you want to speak out, you know, as much as you can. And I do when I can, you know, but then if you get too far ahead, people just don't even listen to you. They think they still want to dismiss you as a conspiracy theorist, you know? Yeah. Well, That's... at least you planted a seed though. And they'll remember what you said. If the Lord brings it to their rem- remembrance, you know? I'm just obedient, and I do what he. I'm just obedient, and I do what he says. If he gives me a prophetic message, I put it out. If I get a dream, I put it out there. Yeah, and that's all I can do. That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Another thing came to me was like, um, well, gee, Fred, didn't I die for you? You know, didn't I? The little, I mean, yeah. Think about it. He's he's a captain, and you know we're his soldiers, and so he's asking us to follow him. We'll follow him. There's probably a, a field of a harvest to, to harvest out there that is prepared. And when the time is right, whatever it is we're doing, the work we've done or whatever is, is going to become uh, available to them. It'll be a treasure trove. Maybe after we're gone. I don't know, um, you know what's going to happen. I can't worry about that. I just know I press forward while I can. Well, I've got the, the resources to do it. Yeah, it's so it's, it's so like a, you, know, you asked me like what can people do? Well, in light of knowing that we really don't have a lot of time either, you know. I mean, I, I was reflecting on that a little bit. I was looking back at my life, and I'm like, you know, wow. And I and I'm looking ahead. And I'm going, oh, there's there's probably a lot less days ahead of me than there were behind me, you know, or whatever. But uh, it's like it just relish the the moments that you have left. And the time we have left, and, and try to do what you can. Keep it simple. Amen. You know? And um, not as take, a good. Don't take anything for granted. You know the smile of your child, um, the stillness of the snow, whatever. You know, just just realize that all this was created for you, and the opportunity to reach out and touch somebody, maybe you know, and you'll have all eternity to chat with them about. And that guy, that person might come up to you and say, you know, it was that one thing you said, that one thing, and it helped bring me home. That's heavy. Yeah. Well, many rounds, I want to thank you for coming on the show today and, uh, you know, speaking to listeners. Thanks for inviting me. And uh, I pray everybody can get something out of this. Yeah. And did you have anything you wanted to? Well, just don't get too wrapped around the axle, you know. No, no definitely not. And uh, you know, did and you pray have? For any... those, pray for those folks. 
you know, it, like like when I see people getting, you know, bombs going off and, and stuff, whatever, you know, it's like, I just say a whisper, a little prayer for them, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, and, and I, and I know that eventually that's coming here too. And the people that need to hear, to hear the gospel here, um, I pray for them too. It just reminds me to pray for them a little more, you know? You know, all those people over there, you know, all those people that are over there, the Ukrainians, the people that are the Russians, you know, the people that are, they're all his children and they're all either, they're all, you know, deluded one way or another or, and then, and then there's a lot of, of, of Christians that are intermingled amongst all those people. And now is their time maybe to, to, to push, to, to, to open everybody's eyes to the reality of, Look, God's coming back pretty quick. You know, we need to get right with Him, and let's do it. You know, you're you're watching the the the, the beginning of the opening of this time is what's happening, and that's like, it's you know, rejoice about it because we, it's, we're, you know, it's another thing is like we have been handpicked by that captain to do this job. Praise God, you know. You're on a spec ops mission. I mean, this is our mission. It is. Let's get her done. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for coming on many rounds, and uh, you know, we'll catch up soon. And I'm, I'm out, I'll be letting let people know okay. where they can, you know, link to your site. And uh, thanks. Or I'll be linking thanks. to I'll be linking to your site and showing people where they can find your material. And uh, guys, just so you know, uh, many rounds does a lot of videos on satraps and you know what's coming and you know his best analysis of it. And he also gives tips for preparation uh, and what's coming. Aside from what you hear, heard today, brothers and sisters, that's all I've got for you this week. Jesus bless you. Thanks for listening, and stay safe out there. <laughs>